It's your man, Chuck, member of the Garrison Regiment. Wasn't stupid enough to join the Scouts and too smart to join the Popo. And my co-host. Hey, it's your girl, Mikasa, your resident badass from the Scout Regiment, and you're listening to Black on Time. Okay, so, so <laughs> how you doing? I mean, I'm excited that this is finally back because after my binge I was definitely ready to chow down on this episode and I was definitely excited to listen to a podcast alongside an episode of Attack on Titan and did you know that there are not many out there? Yeah no I see I didn't know that there was such a dearth of Attack on Titan podcast, and I was excited when you sent me that one that you sent me for mm-hmm. a minute, but yeah, that wasn't too enjoyable. That was the definition of disappointment. And they were, I give them a little um, effort, I guess, for trying to put their episode out right after the first episode of this season came out so it's like you know they tried to put it out no one else did so that kind of got them to the top of the search list but why would you even put out this mediocre work if you don't even know what you're watching you know yeah like I remember that Lovecraft podcast you was telling me about Mm -hmm. and listening to that alongside uh watching Lovecraft was really enjoyable so yeah definitely shout out to Lovecraft Radio Shannon C. Ford and um the girl Shannon Houston Ashley Ford and Shannon Houston they were the host of Lovecraft Country Radio and they did a podcast weekly with there were a TV show that came out and it was such a great podcast and it kind of inspired us to offer our black experience on Attack on Time. So here we are for the final season. Like, how about we just, you know, get into what everybody's been waiting for? Yeah, definitely. So let's do an overview of the episode and go bit by bit. Oh, man. It was really, for me, just to jump in, it was really cool how, like, the imagery of the battlefield, because this is our first time just, you know, really seeing over there and just seeing him look up at the bird saying, go away. And you don't know who this guy is. Like, I almost thought he was Aaron or Armin at this point. You know? mm-hmm. Because those are the only characters that we know at this point. You know. Yeah, it opened up with Falco just laying in a daze, not knowing what was going on, looking up at a bird. And then he comes and gets scooped up by his brother Colt. And they're running. And this scene, is it's really awesome because it's the first really big scene that you get in this opening. And you see everybody getting shot right next to them. But, you know, (laughs) plot armor keeps Falco and Colt alive just long enough to make the heroic dive to the trench. Right. And so they're just making it into this trench by the skin of their teeth. 
And then Falco is his head is bleeding, and he's like, "Who are you? Wasn't I just flying around with swords, flying titans?" And obviously, we're like, "Wait, yeah, we definitely were (laughs) just fighting titans." (laughs) So it's like, okay, you know, obviously there's something going on here that we don't know about because these people are like, "What are you talking about, Falco?" Like you know, get it together. And so these people are the warrior warrior candidates that are vying for the position to be the armored titan after Reiner. Yeah, I think that that scene is like really cool how that kind of relates back to the audience because mm-hmm. it like it gets into the exposition about where everybody is and kind of where the kid like because they're like explaining like we've been in this war for four years Mm -hmm. and all of these things so i just thought it was really funny how he's like don't you remember this war we've been in for four years and i know me in the audience as somebody who just watches the anime i'm like uh no i don't remember this war that we've been in for four years i don't even know who the frick y'all are like, <laughs> where's any of this coming from? And right. I mean, I guess I'm kind of rooting for you because you just got shot at, but I don't know anything that's going on. So that cut to exposition was really convenient for me because I didn't know anything about anybody trying to be any warrior candidates or anything. I'm trying to get immersed into the episode and they're talking about a war. Right. And I can understand how, you know, that can be very confusing. I mean, I also am an anime watcher primarily, but I could not go on watching this season and not know what was going on. So I did a little spoiler alert for myself to kind of get an understanding. So watching this first episode and knowing a little bit of the spoilers was definitely helpful for my viewing experience. Um, but these kids are, you know, soldiers and we're, you know, we're trying to figure out why are they not out there fighting as well? Like, why are they just sitting back here chilling? And so that cuts to Colt coming out of Commander Maggot's office. Maggot. That, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, their names oh are my gosh. very on the nose very and he look he's, he's just he's ugly on top of it like they it it's really crazy how you just draw this clearly unlikable character right as, definitely um, but yeah so Colt comes out of Commander Maggot's office very upset because Commander Maggot is essentially saying he wants to sacrifice all of these Eldians and, you know, to dispatch this armored Titan artillery that's on top of these train tracks. And so can we cut can we can we address something with that real quick? Yes. Do we think that that would work in the first place? Like we've been seeing these dudes get slaughtered. Like is is this battle plan is sending these eight hundred people out there? <laughs> Is, is this really a good plan at all? I like, mean, 
obviously this is faulty <laughs> for, for sure because we literally see body stacked up on top of this and so it's like essentially why do you think that sending more people here is going to do anyone any service and he's like I'm trying to protect the titans that we have left type thing and it's like but you're willing to sacrifice all of these people just to protect these titans that could essentially wipe out all the stuff that you need but whatever what a waste yeah so next up Gabby comes through in the clutch (laughs) (laughs) literally I love how they give women a spotlight in this show and they you know let them save the day a lot and I guess we can give a nod out to Hanji who's always saving the day um commander Hanji and you know strong women all across the world but you know doing what they gotta do to protect the people that they care about and so Gabby doing what she had to do yeah she's real ingenuitive uh, she got out there with the bomb or the train buster, as I like to call it. She walked out there, gave him a little stanky leg and her PJs. And I guess they were stupid enough not to shoot her. <laughs> I'm assuming that it's misogyny is the reason behind this. And then, you know, like, Assuming, oh, she's a damsel in distress. And so this played into her favor. No, nah, that's a, that's another plot armor situation. Definitely. <laughs> because they definitely want to shoot her. <laughs> definitely. Uh, so she gets up there. She blows that train up. And honestly, I'm not saying that that that, that didn't do anything. Because that, you know, that's what they were trying to do. And she took, and not only did she blow the train up, she took out the guard station. But mm-hmm. afterwards, for when they went to, well, when they went to go to deploy the Titans, like, like, just how much damage did that do in the grand scheme of things? I mean, ultimately, what it did was allow the Eldians they they were trying to not use in the first place still go be fodder to make a distraction for the Titans that they were trying not to use. And so the other Titans showed up to help save the day. So in the grand scheme of things, it would just prolong the story. (laughs) (laughs) True. Just gave us some good action scenes. We got to see how cool of a character she is. For sure. Then that is when once they were, she blew up everything. That's when Commander Magnus was like, Galliard! So that is when Galliard and Peak or Pike are released, the Cart Titan are released to <laughs> do their damage. What they are trying to do is take out that anti Titan artillery. And so, um, Galliar, who is now the Jaw Titan, and Pike, who is the Cart Titan, are doing hella damage and they are doing as much as possible. The, um, Titans are doing their damage and, you know, they are armored up trying to take out as much as possible. And so then, 
you cut to looking up into the sky and you see that Zeke and Reiner are on this plane, this cargo plane, and they are dropping Eldians down. And Eldians that Zeke is turning into pure titans to literally destroy Fort Slava. About that. Like, I know that they're getting turned into these giant titans, but the looks on their face, like, I'm really, I'm really curious about that and how that turns out because they were already looking like they were dumb titans. Like, they weren't the Eldians on the ground. They were like, and I mean, clearly fodder, but mm-hmm. it's, they were already looking like they were under some type of drug induced state. Mm-hmm. That and I looked that up too. Titans run around. Um, I looked that up on Wikipedia, and obviously Wikipedia is not the end all be all. But even Wikipedia had just described them as regular um, Eldians that are subjects of Emir that were turned into pure Titans, and so they didn't really give any indication on why they had those blank faces and stuff, but they were saying, like, they didn't say anything besides the fact that they were subjects of Emir that were turned into pure Titans. Well, I mean, isn't that all of them? Essentially, yeah, but I'm just saying they didn't have an answer for the stuck faces, you know? Like, my thought was, because Zeke can control these people, that he can control how they act and how they respond to any and everything, essentially. But that's just my hypothesis. I mean, I guess it would be kind of hard to get some people to just jump out of a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a little bit, you know. Please die for your country. I mean, some of these people are doing this anyway, but, you know, the yeah. other people in the trenches are at least crying and, you know, very sad like they're, they're showing emotion like there's a complete, right there's a complete difference and just that like because you, you you see both of those sides you know mm-hmm. like you see and they're both essentially being used for fire right like you you hear when one of the marley and cowards says and the only one marley and cowards to be clear are the ones that aren't Eldians, the ones that the nazis in the situation essentially mm-hmm. the regular they're marley. the cowards yeah, mm-hmm. so because you heard one of them say, "Y'all are supposed to say suck up." I think it was uh, Maggot. No, uh, he's a, was the second in command, dude. Um, was the second in command, dude. He was like, uh, "Y'all are supposed to suck up the bullets." How did I get shot? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "How did you get shot?" Because you ain't even doing shit. Exactly. Just but, eating up everything. But looks like it. <laughs> Why? He he's down there, Tyrion Lannister, season one. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> yes, and this also pulls into the point with speaking of that guy, uh, how Falco brought a prisoner of war back into the trenches, and you know, Gabby's like, "Why would you do this? Like, do you think that this is gonna win you some kind of prize? Like, no one cares about these rules that you're following." And Falco's like, I don't care. That's none of my concern. And it's like, okay, but if it's not, then why are you doing this? Which, you know, Gabby's like, I don't care because I'm getting the armor tight next anyway. So. She's geeking for it. No, for real. 
her attitude is very like I know I'm great and all, but you know. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. I ain't even gonna hate on it. True, because she kind of reminds me of Annie in a sense with you know the confidence. Like I can see that. You know, they're both. She's definitely more braggadocious than Annie is by a thousand. But you know, still an yeah, air of herself. arrogance. You know, see, but that's because Annie, Annie wanted you to come to her wrong. Gabby don't want you to come to her wrong. Like right. Annie, like because you remember when Annie was pretty much down there being ass just for the fun. Like mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, come, come on, Aaron. I I know you're stupid enough to fight me, <laughs> right? <laughs> but nah. But back to Gabby. Gabby, I really do love her confidence with mm-hmm. wanting to get to be the armor titan, which that was a little wrinkle to me in terms of, and I know we addressed that earlier as they're the candidates, but seeing that, you know, because I didn't really just know that Reiner was, like, I, I knew all of the stuff that he kind of mumbled about and that Berto mumbled about, but I know it was like, oh, we're being raised to <laughs> be candidates for this stuff. Mm-hmm. I just thought that they were lucky enough to get it, if right. that makes sense. I can see that. But yeah, and... we were talking about Falco saving the dude. Mm-hmm. Falco saves this dude that is on the opposing team. He is part of the Mideast Alliance and Falco has dragged him into the trenches and is trying to actually Picks up his wounds and he is asking Udo to translate to him and say, Hey, I'm fixing up your wounds. Like, you know, you'll be okay. And Udo, he's like, Udo, translate. And Udo's looking like, Oh, I don't know if you want me to translate. And then yeah, Udo was like, well, no, because it's funny, the Marlin dude was laughing before he even told him to translate. Right, and so, you know, he essentially was saying, like, you know, your hands are filthy, you're an Eldian, I don't want you touching me, and like, that. Let me crazy. die, nigga. It's kind of unfortunate that, you know, even they're used as the front linemen, like, these people are like, oh my gosh, you're disgusting, I want nothing to do with you. And so, it's like, why would you even fight for something like this? But, you know, essentially, they don't really have a choice. You know, they they don't. like it, And that made me consider a lot of real-world parallels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made me really think more. Because, like, the Eldians, from what I've observed, like, I know that they have this supposed rampage, but I really don't trust the history of the victors and how they write it. Um, we we see how that goes. Right. But the Eldians, like just how everybody has this oh, they're icky type of view. And I know that, you know, that they've been fighting these titans and they've been bombarded against them. But I would somehow think less of the Marlians than I would the Eldians that are fighting on behalf of the Marlians mm-hmm. than okay. I would the Eldians. So just how the person from the MEA 
considered the LDNs and was viewing them and talk, calling them dirty and things of that nature. Wow, he was getting fixed with whatever because racism's gone racism. Mm-hmm. But that just thinking about that and witnessing that, that was like, hmm, okay. Because I really didn't know that the LDNs had any contact, major contact with people outside of the Marlians that they had already encountered, you know? Mm-hmm. I get that. And, you know, not realizing how widespread the knowledge of Titans is, but, you know, thinking about that, we're so used to just these walls and so realizing, like, we're still in the first episode, and it's like you're realizing there's a whole nother world down here. And not only is there no, yeah. another world, there's another world, and they're fighting each other. And there are other people, uh, other nations and stuff. And so, to, as a viewer, that's kind of like, oh, <laughs> okay. And, you know, and then you're realizing, so especially after... on just the two places. Right. And especially after just realizing last season that these people that are living inside the walls are the same type of people that are being tightened outside of the walls. And, you know, that was just like mind blown. And so all of these things are like happening very quickly, I guess you can say as a viewer, Um, you know, realizing like, but at this point, time four years has passed. So it's just like, just imagine what's actually going on in Paradis right now. We don't know, but we know that Marley's at war right now. I mean, they're always at war. They seem to be some really bloodthirsty bastards. Yeah, essentially. And then it's kind of like they make it, make it seem like the Eldians are actually the bloodthirsty bastards. But it's just like, well, who's really... Who? Because if you're continuing the same legacy that you are persecuting these people for, like, do you not see the irony here? You know? <laughs> I think they only do that because they get to see these people eat other people. And it's like, well, you literally have people in internment camps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, are you that much better? Right. But, but the next part, like, what's coming up? Like, yo, that was like, some of the hottest stuff in the episode when um, Zeke, the Beast Titan, made his. I I didn't know I was rooting for the Beast Titan. Well, like this episode did make me really he conflicted in who I'm rooting for. The Armor Titan. What happened with the Armor Titan? <sighs> true, true. So Reiner uh, comes down. Alpha, oh, he got his badass season. moment. Because mm-hmm. speaking of the walls. oh man yeah Reiner did get into it he did but also while he was you know he's like oh yeah I'm armor tight and I'm about to do some damage and then he realized when that armor that artillery anti-titan artillery hit him he was like wait this hit me (laughs) wait (laughs) I'm a regular nigga (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, he, okay. he, he got real fucked up the second time when the one from the uh from the big tank took off his hand. He, yeah, he like, exactly. Oh. But then it was also kind of cool because he used it to his defense advantage. Yeah, when he ended up using them to take out his 
I'm going to give him a nub, and then he used his other arm to take out that inside train, the second train that had to be taken out. So that was, you know, a crucial moment because that could have killed all the remaining Titans that they had left. So then after that, he cleared the way for Big Daddy Zeke to come through <laughs> and drop <Okay>. down. <laughs> Drop Why he always down. talking philosophical as he doing some bullshit? You know, the, <laughs> the antagonist always has to have their little talk. Man, this, he's he's down here talking about war is so pitiful, isn't it? Right. It's so messy. Throws about a handful, and I mean, it's a King Kong handful of bombs right. at a bunch of boats. War is so messy. It's so tiring, isn't it? guy that's about to come out here and sacrifice his body to get hit by all these bombs so I can throw more bombs at them. Like, Zeke makes no sense. And he's such a a good antagonist, I guess. And, you know, he's gonna develop a lot more this season because we thought we had enough of him last season when he went toe-to-toe with my boo Levi, but Obviously, we haven't had enough of Zeke. So, you know, he's here to do damage per usual. Um, And then, you know, Reiner saved him from all the bullets that were going to come back and hurt his ape-like body. But I guess as long as he doesn't hit the nape, he should be okay. But also, they were using his anti-Titan artillery, so he probably definitely would have lost his life. For, I don't know. I, I like. I have no. I have no question that because you know how they said Zeke will be the spear and Reiner will be the shield. Mm-hmm. The, the the spear isn't taking on a sword into the shaft. You know. Right. So but, yeah. So after that, Zeke finishes off the fleet. They essentially defeat Force Lava. And then it cuts to the newspaper and everyone's celebrating in the street saying, oh my gosh, we've won the war. But after that, that is when they realize that they indeed need the founding Titans in order to be unstoppable because without it, they're just as vulnerable as any other country that they're battling against. So I think that it's really important that they snuck in a little uh, Carlos San Diego at the end in his shadows. Like that, I think that's that that that's a really important zoom in as they're reading the newspaper. Right. And I really wonder what that's gonna be about next week, but that is the overview of Season four, episode one. So, I think that was a pretty good, a pretty good season opener for sure. Yeah, it definitely gets you hyped. I'm definitely looking forward to watching episode two for sure, for sure. So, we're gonna get into our next segment, and that is when uh, that's about the we're gonna talk about the times that appeared in the episode. So, you can start off. Alright, we got the Armor Titan, the Beast Titan, Jaw Titan, <laughs> and the Punk-Ass Car Titan. 
Uh, how about how about how about how about we do this? You take two, I take two, and we can both make comments about how they did. Okay. All right. So, okay, I'm going to take the armor titan and the beast titan because I don't know these two other motherfuckers. I figured, and you know would. a little bit about something, and I I just want to throw shade at the jaw titan and the turk, the jaw titan and the car titan. So. I'll let you do them a little bit of justice. <laughs> and I can just talk about the guys we know. Okay. <laughs> so, right. we start off. The first few times that we see are the jaw times and the card times. So, we've already seen the card time a little bit in season three. And that is Peak or Pike. And that's P-I-E-C-K. And the last name is Finger. Very strange name, but you know, strange body. That is not his last name. That is she. She actually. She. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel. See, can I can card Titan? What that is the worst name ever. I mean, it does the job that it's supposed. None of the names are just like spectacular. Armor Titan is fire. Because it's armor and the Colossus because it's big, but jaw Titan. Because it has jaws, great jaws. But I mean, cart, it does what it's supposed to do. So I I don't think you should get, because if you had a cool name, you would still be talking shit. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, why does this, why does this Titan have such a cool name, such a whack body? Like, you would have something. If it was say. functional or anything, we'd be in a glorified. It's a car. It does, cart. but it did not do damage. <laughs> it did not do damage. I guess. Okay, so back to it. So we have our um, well, since we're starting on our card titan, we have Pike Finger as a card titan. We saw the card titan episode, I mean season three, and Pike was with Zeke at the Battle of Shiganshiga and was very much an aide in getting Zeke and Reiner out of harm's way in order to do the damage that they did on this episode. So, I mean, big F you to Pike, I guess, for helping assist <laughs> at the Battle of Shiganshika. But, you know, cool, I guess. Kudos this episode. Right, for saving your... And it's like, you know, you get why these people are doing what they're doing, but you're still not happy fuck about you. it. Right. <laughs> you're not my main protagonist. Exactly. So like, Pike had people with guns on her back and stuff so you know that was pretty cool and I didn't realize she was as big as she actually was but you know I'm interested to see what other skills she does Question: so she has people with guns on her back so, like, so she can't shoot people herself right well she's using her entire body to travel so is she a cart or is she the horse she carries things and that includes people that have machine guns. Got you, got you. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> Pike was a good assist for this episode. Then next we have the Jaw Titan, and the Jaw Titan is inhabited by Porco Galliard. And Porco is the younger brother of Marcel Galliard, and if you remember Marcel, Marcel is actually the one who was traveling with Annie Reiner Bertolt on the way to Paradis previous five years ago. Well, probably seven years ago at this point. But they were the ones that are 
yes, the female Titan, the Colossus Titan, and the Armor Titan that actually broke into Chagon Chagall yeah. the first time. So they Marcel was part of the gang. So Porco is the younger brother that inherited the Jaw Titan abilities from Emir, and of course we all remember Emir. Um, Historia's Bay, R.I.P. And so, um, Emir, with her being the Jaw Titan, she only had X amount of years to live anyway, because with the Titan ability, we know that you only have 13 years to live. So, we, Emir willingly gave herself over to the Marley military, and Porco, of course, devoured her body. And ate her and became what we now see as the Jaw Titan. And so. He's so much more badass than Ymir was. Amir barely knew how to work her powers. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just but because, we like, can't, he, we can't saying, even I'm say that, though. You can't say that. Because like, look how Ymir like, saved, saved everybody. Ymir literally saved everybody from all the Titans. And she literally used herself as a shield in order to save everybody from that castle where people got See, slaughtered. I'm not. I'm not saying Ymir is not a badass. I'm just saying he's more of a badass. He just has an opportunity. No, like with that armor and stuff, like the face mask, the little claws. He I all decked that. out, looking like Wolverine or something. And he, like, he came through and saved. Uh, <laughs> your boy Reiner. Uh you also saved Reiner when after Aaron used the Founder Titan powers back in season three to call all those Titans onto uh Reiner and the only reason he got out of that is because Emir went back and saved him. So let's so be ready. Wanna Where know is the you? common thread? Wanna know the common thread between this? The Jaw Titan is awesome. Reiner's a bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but we knew that though. We knew that. Already. That's gonna come into play later. But yeah. Uh so I'm just saying the Jaw Titan is definitely a good Titan ability. And so as we can see, um, and you know, I look forward to seeing more what this young jaw titan is doing later on so, in the season. Yeah, I do too. Cause I, I, I'm curious. I don't know who this person is, and since we get to be seeing them, I am curious to see about what he is. And then, speaking of people that the jaw titan has to save, <laughs> the beneficiary of that, actually three times, because Ymir could have just eaten Reiner, but. Let's get to our old friend Reiner. And in this episode, it I mean, he we talked about his badassery because he can fight. Like that seems to be the only space where his head's clear. And we kind of see that with the way that he's contemplating the walls as the helicopter mm-hmm. or the plane circles the fortress, you know? And he's up here, he's older, he looks like he's been Tracking through Vietnam or something, <laughs> but he's up here, and like I think it's real funny to me when he's talking about more walls. I hate walls, and I'm just like, 
I, if I was you crashing through walls for no reason and not my own personal benefit, I too would hate walls. And I, Gabby just waited for him to die. <laughs> so we already know the armor titan's abilities. Apparently, it's really only as good as the person who wields it. And lucky for Reiner, the one thing he's good at is fighting because thinking ain't it. And then we have Zeke, aka Aaron's kinfolk. Big bro. And <laughs> he, aka Socrates. <laughs> AKA King Kong, he's up here. And he 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 was quiet this episode, as quiet as he is usually. We didn't get that whole soliloquy that we got when he was throwing uh baseballs of rocks at the scouts. Right. But he was in the episode and he did yeah. his thing. He did what needed to be done. Right. I feel like we're going to find out a lot more about him uh, because we found, like, most of the stuff that we have found out about him, other than, like, the two episodes when he was talking for real, the things that we have found out about him have mostly revolved, like, around finding out things about him from other people. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious to kind of see him talk and hear him talk more uh, coming up this season. Like, I feel like that's when he's that's, I mean, clearly he's the, at least as of now, he's he's the biggest bad. Um, so just seeing how that goes and where that goes is going to be fun. Right. Agreed. So, okay. So those were the Titans this episode. Okay, so, so who... who caught you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so who caught my eye? Of course, I think it's both the same person for us this week, and that's Gabby. Um, <laughs> I think Gabby obviously made her presence known from get go, and I'm sure she's going to be integral to the story. How she is, I'm very interested to know. But um, she has a lot of spunk, and I know that she's going to add some more depth to the storyline. But you know. I'm I'm just interested to see like is she gonna be friend or foe to our friends from Parody, and you know how that's gonna happen. This I I do while we're talking about people who caught her eye, and you're right, it is Gabby. <laughs> but I just want to establish that this is as of episode one a Gabby stand account. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I I support badasses, and she already got a badass award. She got the badass award, of, badass of the week award for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because Lana is a crybaby. Um, but for sure, the other thing that really caught my eye—we already discussed it—was mainly just about how the Eldians were treated. That was that was really strange to me um, to see how they were treated globally. But um, so, in full dis- full disclosure, we have yet to see episode two. But we're assuming that by the time you hear this podcast, you have will seen episode two. So, what are you looking forward to from episode two, Makasa? Um, 
episode two, I am looking forward to seeing what the after effects is and winning the war means. Because obviously the war was something separate from their destruction on Paradis. And so I want to know, since those four years have passed, what is going to happen? Are they immediately going back to the plans of destroying Paradis? Or, you know, what's the next move there? And what about you? Um, What I'm looking forward to next week, I'm a sucker for a good story. So I'm trying to find out the background of mainly like the four characters we've met, mm-hmm. like four warrior candidates, you know, my girl Gabby and Udo and uh, Falco and the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one. But uh, that's my main thing. And I'm really curious to see if uh, little Christopher San Diego uh, pops back up or yeah. and who that is. Because I feel like that's somebody that we know. Um, and that's why they're keying in so hard on it. But, yeah, that's it for me. Okay. So, where can the people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Chuck underscore mate underscore quality content is there. <laughs> uh, and from there, if you find me there, you can find me anywhere else you want to find me. Okay. So what about you? So you can find me on Twitter at Primayana, and that is P R I M A Y A N N A. And you know, I'm um, I'm interesting sometimes. So yeah. Oh, also, if you want to message us, or you have any questions for us or you want us to read something on the podcast, or you're a sponsor, <laughs> you can email us at blackontitan, A-O-T, at gmail.com. Be good, folks. Thanks for listening. And this has been Black on Titan.